ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me this week to talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and so much more, once again, Alex Dewehi. Alex, welcome back. Hi, Nathan. Thanks. Good to be here. Do you feel like there's a little deja vu going on right now? I'm, I'm getting a little bit of it, yeah. A little bit. Dear listener, peek behind the scenes. We started recording this, but then we had a, uh, a guest who was unwary walk <laughs> in the room, uh, and uh, we decided that it would be best for you and for all involved if we just went ahead and started over again. Who walks into a conference room when someone's got the door closed? I know, right? Obviously, there's a microphone here. <laughs> we're, very, we're very hard at work. Very, very hard at work. And it's lunchtime, you know, so, I mean, people are whatever. You can do whatever you want. So, anyway, <laughs> welcome to this week's episode. And I have one thing to say. Alex, it's Madden season. Madden's, it's so Madden season. It's not even funny. Yeah, what's up? What are you, what are you doing here? Madden football season in America is a competitive time, an emotional time, an annual ritual that causes this man to put hands on this pretty face. Madden season is the reason my hand touched your face. Oh. That time of year is finally here when I put you in your place. Man, I keep your car. Was that too far? Uh-huh. How about sugar in your tank? Did I do that? I'll get inside that cranium. Live there all night long. I'll wake you up with a boat home at the crack of dawn. It's Madden season. Don't ask why. Time to man up, not to cry. It's Madden season. It can break you up. So beat your rival. Don't give up. Baby, don't go. Damien? It's Madden season, the most mental time of year. I will let you pick you and you. There's no rival that I fear. Oh, oh yes, it's Madden season. The phone wants to fix his friend. I'll lock you in, hit you again, and burn you past what done. If you want to have some fun, then you can play it till you're numb. Knock and pop and rock and be number one. Yeah, you can't just keep showing up. Oh, Get off me, Richard. It's Madden season. It'll break your heart to beat your rival. You gotta be smart. It's Madden season. There ain't no rules. Can someone please help me get out of this pool? It's Madden season. Go start a Twitter war. You can smack talk, trash talk, bang down that door. I will own you with my strategy. I will write the check. Your face can't cash. He's got a little bit of daylight here. Touchdown! Oh boy, oh boy, that was just bad tackling. That was awful. Also, oh, we playing for real? Dave, I'm asking, are we playing for real? Yo, Dave, your house is on fire. Let it burn. Your house is on fire. Let it burn! All right. Yes, my boy. He don't care about this house. Do fries come with that shake? Do fries come with that shake? Come on, do fries come with that shake? Do fries come with that shake? 
It's, it's okay. ridiculous. How many games have you played so far? Well, of course, it's all PvP, right? <laughs> um, you don't like the story mode, that, that mad card I, mode? <laughs> the very first game I played on the trial was uh, against a computer, obviously, but I played two against you, and then I, I think my record is like six or seven, so I probably played about ten games Okay. so far. Um, online only? You don't play against a computer? Um, not generally. Okay. <laughs> so I have played 12 online games. And I've won seven of them. PvP? PvP. Oh, wow. I'm dipping my toes. Seven and five. Seven and five. Good for you. My KD ratio, man. Your KD ratio? <laughs> so, uh, and so far, I don't know how many hours you've logged, but my Xbox app says I have logged 15 hours. Okay, keep talking. I'll let you know here in a second. <laughs> so you got to be beat, probably. I've logged 15 hours total, and 10 of that was with the trial, with the EA Access, because so, I exhausted my trial, obviously. Right. So since launch on Tuesday, I've actually put on another five hours. Okay. That's not terrible. No. Okay. Do you want to know uh, how many mine is? How many hours? Yeah, how many hours? Uh, more or less. Exactly the same. Really? 15 hours, 15 online games. It says I only won seven. Ooh. So it, it's You're been below rough. 500. I was, I was getting a little anxious about, you know, just keep using the Bears, so I wanted to try out some new teams. I rocked Johnny Manziel and the Cleveland Browns. It didn't <laughs> go so well. Um, Buffalo Bills. But Buffalo Bills. Who's their quarterback? Uh, well, I used Tyrod Taylor, but... Tyrod Taylor. You probably would have used Matt Castle. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you got him in your draft champions. He's right? in my draft champions, by, not by choice. I mean, he, I didn't pick him. He was just the provision quarterback. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it is Madden season, and we will be talking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in the second half of this episode. Mm-hmm. But until then, Alex... What have you been entertained by? Uh, I'll be honest with you, Nathan. We're only gonna. I'm only gonna be talking about one thing. It's gonna be Madden. I was wondering if it was gonna be something else that starts with a D. No, we're not gonna bring up the D word uh, <laughs> this week. I'll, I'll give it a pass because it's, it's Madden, Madden season. season. <laughs> it's really Madden season. I've been looking forward to a football game for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like Madden is released a little late though, right? Because we're we're the preseason's already started. Mm-hmm. And now we're almost done with the preseason. The, the regular season's about to get started. I feel like they should release it like maybe a month or so earlier than what they do. Well, I think right now is the best time because you're hearing about the preseason games. The hype's starting to build for most people about football. And they're like, I want to play a football game. Yeah. So now's a good time because then they can say, oh, hey, new, brand new today. Yeah, I, I don't know. The hype for me starts a lot earlier. The hype for me starts like... Draft day? Ba- well, draft day is <laughs> I was great, there. I was there this year. Did you know that? I did know that, yeah. <laughs> well, I bet it was insane up there, It was, right? yeah. But, and did you know that I heard that they're bringing it back to Chicago again for next year? It's so worth it to go check it out. It must have been pretty successful. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, for some of our hard- hardcore football fans, I think they're missing out on some of the hype because free agency starts in, you know, June. So by the end of July... I'd get that game out there, mm-hmm. right? Because all the rosters are pretty much set for the most part. There'll be minor tweaks here and there. But when those rosters are set, I want to play with my new Bears. 
I want to play yeah. with my new team. Well, they're still cutting the in the rosters though. They're they're not finals. Right. When now you can kind of say that they're the final rosters, but I mean part of Madden is too. I mean, like we do a connected franchise, so you mm-hmm. can you know pick up and drop your own players anyway. But well, I'll have a funny story about that too. But, <laughs> so um, you said mostly you've been playing Madden this week. I'll and I'll chime in on this too because obviously I've been, I've been playing exclusively it. playing Madden this I week. I haven't been exclusively playing it. Uh, but you cheater! It's Madden season. <laughs> it is Madden and season. And a little bit on the side. I'm not like you. Uh, I don't veer away from my 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 St. Louis Rams, mm-hmm. so I I assume that you just got sick of losing, so you want to try out the other team. Actually, I do very well with the Chicago Bears. I just I I don't know. I I like to be well rounded in the games that I play, so I tried to go a different route, and uh, it just didn't work out very well. Um, so you've played all your games with the St. Louis Rams. Yes. Okay. And well, St. Louis Rams or a variation thereof. So, like, just hear me out. <laughs> oh, boy. So you know how you go in and you say, um, you set your favorite team when you go first in there and ask you who your favorite team is? Yes. So you set that, right? So my team is a Rams. Mm-hmm. So when I start the, the draft champions, it's always in Edward Jones Dome or, right. you know, the Rams uniforms. Uh, or if you go to... You know, the ultimate team, it's always in the Rams. So it may not actually be the Rams players, but I do right, have. Because Rams that players. replay that you showed me, uh, Odell Beckham made like an amazing catch. And of course, <laughs> he's on the cover. He's not a Rams uniform. But the the video from last night was the 70 yard bomb to that's Jared right. Cook. I did see that. And that's that, good. That's good way to open your connected franchise, huh? Good way to open. But However, didn't, didn't finish quite the way I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing Seattle. I was. And that is a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. So and, and it's actually really fun this year in Madden, the, the all pro AI that they use. It's difficult. Which is pretty much a standard now, mm-hmm. right? All pro online uses all pro difficulty. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really intuitive. Of course, because it's a computer, you're not gonna have user error like you will playing a PvP game, which I like. Mm-hmm. But um for the most part, it's not like you can just hop in a connected fa- franchise and roll the team that you're playing just because you're a user-controlled team. Right. Which is a lot of fun. Um, so, so that's it on that. <laughs> in Madden, like like he alluded to, we are in a connected franchise with some of our listeners and people that we are interacting with on Twitter. And uh, so we started that. Week one has begun. Mm-hmm. Tell me your story about some of your stars on your team. Well, I mean, stars might be a... Uh, uh, Notable they're names. on the Bears. Keep this in mind. They're okay. on the Bears. So stars might be a, a loose term to use. but um, So obviously when you start the connected franchise, it's a requirement for all teams at the beginning of the season to have a 53-man roster. But because we're in the preseason mode, lots of teams on the Madden roster have more than 53 teams, for, 53 players for evaluation, right? So Madden decided to cut some pretty notable players from the Bears, like Jared Allen and mm-hmm. my starting safety, Antrell Roll. Basically, they think your defense doesn't need them. Basically, we were already handicapped at 75 overall, and they thought... No, uh, you were already handicapped with Jay Cutler. What? Wow. <laughs> hey, you haven't played Jay Cutler in Madden yet. Yes, I have. My Jay Cutler. Yes, I have. Did he do good? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do well? I don't remember. Well, he won one. He lost one. So. It's cut, well in the snow. I just, <laughs> it was Matt. It was Matt. That was Forte. So yeah, it wasn't Cutler. It was, I'm safe to say it wasn't Cutler doing well. I did. I almost racked up 200 yards on the ground in that game, and I think it was because I could juke for some reason, and everybody else that was trying to tackle me would slip. But 
He had those cleats on, didn't he? Regardless. Deep cleats. Um, I'm getting used to the game on both sides of the ball now. I'm pretty confident uh, playing offense, playing defense. It was it was a little bit of an adjustment because the last Madden that I really played, like, hardcore in-depth, it was several years ago. So this this new uh, control scheme was a little bit different. And, of course, they have their bugs. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this is about as realistic of a football game as you can get. So I'm still trying to get used to the... That th- the pass mechanic that they introduced with the the touch passing. Yes. I still I need to go through the the tutorials again. I think for that, mm-hmm. but I just whenever I throw, I'm always just surveying the field, always and also watching for you know who's coming at me, who's blitzing. Right. And so I hardly ever use the touch pass when I'm throwing the ball. It's when I catch the ball, then I'll sometimes use it. But mm-hmm. if I could figure out a good way to you know be cognizant of everything and use the touch pass right. to throw and catch, I think I'd be better. But then again, I mean, when I'm playing with Matt Castle or Nick Foles or something like that, I don't know. (laughs) But it's, uh, like I said, there's a learning curve for this year, right? Because I think for a while there they went a little too complex in the the player controls because you just have to step into your throws Mm -hmm. and and you directionalize your throws using the stick. You don't really have to do that anymore. So I I would just recommend of anybody that's used to playing Madden that's having trouble throwing, like, like you are, like I am as well. Because I always find myself overthrowing deep balls. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, probably because it's Jay Cutler. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I think it's because I, I'm always stepping into the throw and I have my, my finger up on the, the left stick. And it's overthrowing the pass because I'm, like, leading him up, right? So I think they went back to a more simple mechanic, right? Basic is better, less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it's, just a, it's just an adjustment to learn to just let go. I don't have to be always controlling something because it is a sim game, right? Mm-hmm. If I just stand there in the pocket, press the X button if I want to, you know, bullet pass or lob it or touch pass it in there. Which that'll do. I don't even have to take control right. of the receiver anymore. I just hit X or Y for the new passing scheme, and it registers. And then after he catches the ball, if he does, I'm free to do with my player what I want. It's just, it's an adjustment thing to learn to let go. Because I was always doing something in Madden, mm-hmm. and now you don't have to do that much anymore while it's still skillful which is, I think is a really good addition to the franchise. Yeah. So it's it's got a lot of improvements, a lot of different stuff. Um, but one thing I really do think is pretty cool, and I'm touching on it a little bit, is the Draft Champions. Have you had a chance to look at that yet? I have not, but please tell me about it a little bit more in depth. So basically what happens is it fills a, a, a base team, right, of 53 people. Okay. Um, and then you go through 15 rounds of drafting. So you are offered three people that you can choose from each each time. They're not going to come back up again, and there's mm-hmm. no guarantee that that position will come back up again. And who are you drafting against? You just you're drafting uh, not against anybody. Oh, okay. It's just you know you're setting your team. Sure. You're getting some random pulls of who's available to pick from. Okay. So it's a little bit of luck then. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of Andrew luck. Andrew luck. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so if you go through there and you pick your players, and again you don't get a, like if if you pass on a quarterback. Let's say Drew Brees comes up in the seventh round, and you're like, you're, you want, you think you want to get someone else. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. want Brees. But there's no guarantee a quarterback's going to come back up again. That's rough. So what, would you have to start your punter? No. Uh, you get Matt Castle, or... <laughs> oh, that's oh you I get got. the base quarterback? <laughs> yeah. They've set the bar at Matt Castle. Pretty much. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you just get, you know, the bottom of the line, a, a serviceable That's back. risky. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can choose. Like, I got... The last round, I think, is always a legendary kind of character. Okay. Uh, player. So you can choose. It could be, the first time I did it, it was 
Like, I think John Elway was an option. Oh, beautiful. And then um, this last time I got a, a running back from the 92 Kansas City Chiefs. I can't remember his name, but he was, like, a 93 rating. So you get, like, these, these people that you can uh, pick on. Or you can get a really good safety or whatever. It's a legendary type character with like a 90 or above rating. Sure. So what would be the strategy then going into somebody that's never played this mode? Should you build your team around a position that you're comfortable playing? Like if you're a person that likes a good running back like myself, should I just go right for it at the beginning, the minute a good running back pops up and take him? Or should I hold out until the end and hope that a legendary running back pops up? This is the fun. Well, that's the question, right? I mean, there's there's your risk-reward because then... You got two running backs or halfbacks, right? Mm-hmm. You could start one at like a tight end or a receiver position. Why not? Like if you have a, a junk receiver out there or a junk. No, tight then end. I got lightning and thunder, right? The one-two punch. There you go. So, but I would say your my strategy would be go with what you like to play. Like, do you like to play a running game? Do you like mm-hmm. to play ground and pound? Kind of build your team with your good offensive line, right? And a you know halfback running back if they come up. If you like to. Play it with uh, defense in mind. Get your linebackers. Mm-hmm. Get your your safeties out there. Um, if you're going to pass a lot, obviously receivers and um, quarterback are going to be your keys. Okay. So good. The bet. The best solution is always for a good quarterback because you want a good sure quarterback to lead the team down because that's you're always going to you're always going to throw. There's never going to be a time where if you're playing a legitimate game that you're not going to pass the ball because otherwise the AI is going to catch on and just blitz you every time and right. just, you know stuff you. So, okay, so you drafted your team and now you're in the game mode. What do you do? So then if you're online, you play I think it's four games with this set team. Do you have to play online? No. It's one or the other. Or you can okay. do both con- concurrently with but there are different teams that you draft. I gotcha. So, you play let's say you're doing the offline mode, it starts you at like rookie uh, difficulty, then it goes to pro difficulty, then all pro, then all mad, I think it is. Maybe it's just all pro. I think it ended all I'd pro. I hate to see so all start. Madden on this game, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't, I, haven't tried tried, I haven't tried it yet, but I know that I'm I afraid. Would. I'm not going to, no. Yeah. My week one game is against the Packers. I'm not going <laughs> to. So I, I went to uh, the offline mode first. I made it to the last game, but I lost the last game. Okay. Online, I I beat all four of the of the games and so you get like the a pack for your your cards for the madden ultimate team you get okay. some stuff for there and some coins um but it's if you don't win a game you're done and then you just redraft your wow. team so you go until you either beat all the games or until you lose and then you redraft and it's three games right or three offline four online okay three offline four online it and if you finish one before the other, is the mode over? Well, they're different teams. They're different drafted teams. Gotcha. So then you can just go back for, if you want to go back and play more online stuff, just draft another team. And you redraft right. when you go back. Yes. Okay, so it's always a different team. Yep. And Okay, that's interesting. And so that means next time, hopefully I don't get Matt Castle as my base. Maybe I can get some rookie that's actually decent. <laughs> well, see, now you got that paranoia factor in your head. If I don't draft a quarterback, I'm going to get Matt Castle again. I know, right? Maybe I shouldn't pass on Drew Brees. <laughs> How long does it take to the whole draft process? Well, <laughs> one of the people that listens to the show and that we're in a fantasy league with, mm-hmm. not a fantasy league, but um, connected. connected franchise, uh, he kind of, I drafted and he was like through three picks. Oh my God. He was agonizing over each one that he, he picked for. So so uh, there's no time limit? There, there's no time oh limit that I saw. <laughs> so you could really agonize and, you know, deliberate and... Take your time, but 
I just kind of go with the gut. That's how I go. Sure. Okay, so you go with your gut instinct. How long did it take you to draft? Mm, maybe eight to ten minutes. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And that's fun. The yeah. drafting part's fun. So, yeah. And you could go by quicker if you want to. If you want to spam A, you could get down like 15 seconds. So that's, that's playing draft champions Russian roulette, though. Yeah. So you end up with three solid quarterbacks and then everyone else. Three quarterbacks, no defense. Or... A bunch of kickers. You should start one of the quarterbacks at a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, not to completely take our whole time with Madden. Uh-huh. I'm sure we'll be discussing it further <laughs> in, in the future as we progress because we are in a connected franchise of course, right. with some of our listeners. As and we will meet up at one point this season, so we that will. will be fun. And Hopefully it's lose. snowing in the dome. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that happen, but you never know. It could, be Madden, could be a bug. Anything is possible. That's right. Um, so, moving on from Madden for this week, I'm sure we'll touch base with it later. I finished the second half of Into the Storm. Okay, what'd you think? It was okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I said, right? I don't know. I said that you'd it was just, be okay. It was just alright. It's it's an above... It, it, did it exceed your expectations for no. the movie? Okay, alright. It was I'm, just... I'm just gonna stop talking. It was just on par. It's on par, okay. It was... It was I neither liked it nor disliked it. It sure. was just, and I didn't feel like it was a waste of time. Would you watch so, it again? Maybe, if someone else wanted to watch it, and I watched it on TV or something like that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't take my. I wouldn't go through the same scenario again. Try while I'm working out, try to find something to watch. I wouldn't watch right. Into the Storm again. It's so. a good. It's a decent movie for the, its genre, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's it's a genre that's been missing. I think a really good movie since like Twister. All the way back in the day, like a storm chaser type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a lot of documentaries about it, but an actual cinematic is a good quality cinematic. Mm-hmm. I can only think of Twister that has really captured that for me. Yeah, there were some other ones that came out after Twister that tried to kind of catch that too, but I can't really remember what they were. Like a storm one. chaser type movie? Yeah. I, there was one with, um, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. No. Don't say Tommy Lee Jones in Volcano. He, he was Bond. What? Oh, that was a volcano movie. It was Pierce Brosnan. So, it was Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak, and then there was Volcano at the same time. That's what it was. I was thinking of. So is that? Movies. Are you? Cl- I would classify that as like a, a natural disaster type yeah. movie. I mean, because then which, you got like I guess, in, Into the Storm kind of falls in that category. Well, Twister now that falls I think in that about Twenty Twelve, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Vegas movie that, or not Vegas, Los Angeles that just came out. They all come out in groups. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Like they'll Remember, try to build uh, up the success. Uh, close or Deep Impact and. Um, Armageddon. Armageddon came out the exactly same time. Exactly the same time. And think about it like, you remember, um, what was it? It was The Illusionist and The Prestige. Yep. What is this going on? And then there was the, the, the two competing Snow White movies uh, oh. a couple years back. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's I, ridiculous. Yeah. And the next thing you know, there's going to be, you know, a DC movie and a Marvel movie coming out the same year. <sighs> no, that's insane. Right? But what do they do? Do they, do they like take a poll? And then, like, whatever is the flavor of the time period, they're just like, oh, let's release seven movies. I don't know. About the same thing. I, I honestly, I, it doesn't make sense. To, it, I don't think that you would get the market share. At that point, you're just competing. Maybe exactly. it's a, a property that's, you know, free to use that just came up. Could be popular. Don't know. Take a stab. But still, like you said, to get the market share, right? You could, if one of them was ahead of you in production or something like that, I don't know. I would just wait like a year or something. I'd rather, as a viewer, I'd rather see the prestige one year and then the illusionist the next have something to look forward to. Right next to each other, you're, they're competing. They're, they're very and, much going to draw comparisons. That, exactly. They're asking you to compare them at that point. 
So, I mean, I mean, this year, look at it. We got Spectre. We got Mission Impossible. We got the other spy movie that just came out, um, Man from Uncle. Mission Impossible. Did you yeah, so count that. that one already? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it right now. It's just amazing. And then Kingsman also came out this year, which is also kind of That was a good movie. one as well. So, it's kind of weird, right? You would go for a while without having any spy movies, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. I don't get it. It's cyclical. There, There's a... There's a theme that is behind it, I'm sure there is. There's some data that drives it. Something. But anyway. So I finished Into the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and as far as games go, I, yeah, I have been playing Madden, but there's some who other you, games that I've Who have you been cheating out. on Madden with? What? Who have you, who have you been cheating on Madden with? Oh. <laughs> uh, Rogue Legacy. Okay. Which is a, a game that I bought a long time ago, but I just hadn't played it yet. Sure. Uh, it's, are you familiar with what a Rogue Light game is? No, you're not. Never mind. I Is forget. it PvP? No. <laughs> okay, then you know the answer. So basically, it's a cool concept, and I, you might even like it, because what happens is you're a generation of characters. So one character will go into this castle okay. to try to find you know information or to try to go through and buy, fight the boss. And then if he dies, then it goes to the next generation of the character and the next generation. And so they have different kind of abilities and things like that that are passed on through generations. So do you have to wait 10 years if you die? No, you just start right back over. Or something for the next generation to come up? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Just start right back over. <laughs> okay. And then the the generation that dies in the castle, their money will be available for the next generation, so you can kind of go through the skill tree and buy something to help improve your skill through there. It's really fun. I recommend that. It's a good game. I don't know why I just didn't play it until now. I've had it on my hard drive forever. I bought it right when it came out. Is that one of those ten dollar games? Yeah, like ten or twelve bucks, something like that. Sure. So it's not bad. Yeah, and I got I played it for seven hours so far. So almost getting your money's worth. I mean, I I will because I'll be playing it more. It's fun. Like you can just go in and play a couple rounds in five or ten minutes, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, I still don't know how you can play during Madden season, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's not all I've been playing during Madden oh, season. Oh, there's been multiple mistresses. <laughs> so the one of the games with gold this week or this month is How to Survive Storm Warning Edition. Um, it's a top-down zombie survival game. I figured okay. I'd look at it and give it a shot. Anything of zombies is usually interesting. Yeah. To check out, at least. I, I don't like this, though. It's, mm. it just doesn't, it's not fun for me. I, I just, I got bored with it really quick, and I just quit. So, it's a game with gold. I didn't spend anything on it. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, spent maybe, you know, 30 minutes playing it. Uh, another game that I did spend 30 minutes playing, which I would play more of, uh, but I just played the trial, and I'll wait till it goes on sale and I'll probably buy it, is No Time to Explain. Okay. It's a funny, quirky, little, crazy Is this what you were telling me about game. the other day? I don't think so. Okay. What was I telling you about the other day? I don't I don't even remember. Oh, it I was know. some kind of a, a quirky game that you were telling me about. Oh, that was probably the Swindle. I love the Swindle. Swindle, yes. That was great, but that was Swindle. last week. I'm pretty sure. But I probably played a round of that. A game that swindles you out of your money. Yeah, but it's so good. That game is really good. Uh, that and Rogue Legacy are both good recommends for the indie kind of scene right now. Uh, okay. Check them out. And that's really all I've been entertained by this week. But there's one other thing that I want to bring up before we get into the meat of the episode. Okay. And no, Madden was not the meat. Oh, was uh, the meat for me. This is more of a, a little bit of a discussion on... Star Wars teaser. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? 
you seen it? I have. The one that they just released? Yeah. It was like 15 seconds long. That's all it was. But it was an amazing 15 seconds. I would I would agree. I, would I agree. The music, new John Williams music, the imagery. Mm-hmm. We have to get Kylo Ren and get ending his lightsaber again. But who else ignites his lightsaber in the same snowy scene? John Boyega's character, Finn. He ignites, you know, the, and obviously the blue, we knew that that was coming right yeah, because of the, the poster. poster. But the blue lightsaber, you know, Anakin, Luke's lightsaber. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm at fever pitch level. Which leads me to my next point. In case you weren't aware, dear listener, and Alex, I don't know if you're aware, Friday, September 4th, is what will be ever known as Force Friday. So there will be an onslaught, a deluge, if you will, of Star Wars stuff that you can buy available. Uh, Toys R Us is doing midnight opening. Walmart's loading their stuff up at midnight. Different websites are doing different promotions. You'll be able to buy a lot of the action figures. Like, I want Captain Phasma. Like, that's who I want. And I want Kylo Ren. Those are the two that I really want. Um, the rest I can count. I'm not going to try to be crazy and collect the whole set. Mm. I've tried doing that in the past. It, it's a never-ending. Spend more money and time than anything, right? Yeah, it's a never-ending struggle. But... Forest Friday, just want to do, put this as a PSA to our listeners and to you. I'll probably be going out at midnight somewhere to just check out what's happening because it's fun. Why not? Get in the season for the Force. And so we, we shouldn't there. expect you at work the following day? Oh, I'll be here. I have to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is this something that they're going to try to do annually? I doubt it. I, I would doubt that. Or it's just this one I think event, just, one and done, Force yeah, Friday. Okay. Because, you know, it's you know the return of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think this is yeah. your, your big thing. So they may have similar things, but I think this is going to be, you know, the big... Everybody's going to be excited about it. It's going right. to have a lot of people... And the rumor is that we're going to get a trailer on Force Friday as well. Is that just wishful thinking? No, that's actually a rumor that's okay. been going around. So There's legitimate evidence to support that? I don't know if there's legitimate evidence, but there's rumors. <laughs> whispers. See, but here's the thing. They're doing a good job on capitalizing... On all the hype, months in advance, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see twelve trailers before the show. No, I don't. Oh well, you will. You know what would be amazing is if they don't. Like if like you go there for the very first showing, if they don't show you any trailers, they just start the movie. That would be amazing. Or what if they just had like one really explosive two minute trailer, and then over time release little segments oh, wait, of it. You're talking about before the movie. For the actual movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about going into the theater, sitting down to watch the Star- the Force Awakens, and then having twenty minutes of trailers. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I don't want to see twelve different trailers of right. the Force Awakens before I see the actual movie. I'd rather, like I was saying, just I'd rather have one really good two or three right. minute trailer, and then they just release parts of it in segments. And it's like this build up, like what am I going to see next type thing. Kind of, yeah. Something. Kind of like almost a little mini web series kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. But like this little 15-second teaser. Perfect. Absolutely. I mean, it gets it gets you talking about it again. Absolutely. It gets you excited for it more. Um, and it doesn't take long to really just get you excited and pumped. And the vibe that I'm just getting is just... I've You know, we, we went through the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. We were excited for episode one. Oh, yeah. We were really excited for that. Um Subsequent movies, maybe not so much. Episode 3 I was excited for, but I've never been this excited for a movie. It's period. because even in the prequels, right, you knew where they were going to end up. Mm-hmm. We're heading into unknown. 
you know, and we get we get Han back, we get Chewie, we get Luke, oh, we get yeah. the original trilogy people back, yeah. you know. So I think that's probably part of it too. Which because I didn't mind the prequel cast too much, no, right? No, I they were fine. Qui Gon well, did. Qui Gon was great. Uh, Obi Wan was really good. Yeah, you know, Mace Windu and everything was fine. Hayden Christensen, but whatever. It it is what it is, and I'm accepting what it is. So, but you know, Jar Jar Binks. I mean, come on, just the epitome of acting. <laughs> you said people gonna die. <laughs> so, he should have been in all three. Just, just saying. All three. Yeah, all three of the prequels. He was. Well, yeah, but like he was only really in the first one. Well, yeah. Then he's he well, makes and, an appearance no. in the second one. Well, I, in the second one, he gives the Chancellor. Power. We'll talk about this later on. In okay, the year. Yeah, all right. But, but he's the reason why the Empire exists. Jar Jar. Yeah. So what? What do you? What do you think happened to him? They execute him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um, they had R two D two shock him to death. Robot Chicken had a great one where he he was on a Death Star or something like that and, with Anakin, and he's like, "War with Darth Vader at that point." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Annie, Annie," and so <laughs> Darth Vader puts him into the the uh, airlock and he goes out, and so he dies. But then, so Vader tries to go back to sleep, and then he appears as a Force Ghost. Annie, Annie. Oh my god. Uh, anyway. So let's switch gears from one Lucas property to another Lucas influence property, and let's get to our thoughts this week. Our entertaining thoughts. Right, entertaining. If I can, I can. Get the jar jar Let's get into our entertaining thoughts for right. this week. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Before we get further into it, I do want to bring out some comments that we had on Twitter. Okay. So, Denny, uh, Denny Luce from Tap the Craft Podcast, he was watching the movies and or listening to the podcasts, and you know, he said that I enjoyed the episode and was surprised to hear the dislike. I haven't watched it in years, but I didn't remember the issues. So, I mean, it could be one of those things where. He, Honestly, you can look at Indiana Jones and sometimes confuse what happens in which ones mm-hmm. um, and remember them differently. But, you know, some people may uh, like Temple of Doom, which is fine. Oh, yeah. We just kind of... Everybody has their own opinion. kind of fell on the side of not really caring too much for it. Um, we're all kind of in the same boat, right? It's been years for all of us where we haven't seen it. So yeah. going back, you have a, maybe a different perspective now, even maybe when you watch it the first time. Mm-hmm. And he also goes on to say that he needs to rewatch and see what, if his opinion changes because, you know, as time goes by, your opinion can change. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, sir, I would go on an Indian venture, even into the Temple of Doom. An Indian adventure or an Indiana adventure? An indie adventure. An indie adventure, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's... Uh, even to the Temple of Doom? Even this to the guy's Temple nuts. Doom. I know, right? I, he, does a, he does a beer podcast, so he may have had a couple when he made that decision. But it's binding, Denny. You have to go now if no, you're going to ask. I would have walked out before dinner. I would have walked out before even going in there. I don't even know. Well, I mean, I, I'm up for anything if I'm with Indiana I would have gone with the elephants. The minute they slice that uh, snake <laughs> open, all the snakes, I'm, I'm done. Uh-huh. See ya. Going to McDonald's. Uh, it's just not good. And uh, to correct something that I said last week, uh, Jason Lacey, who had mentioned uh, last week of liking it, he actually says he might have mistyped or I might have misread, but 
the Temple of Doom was his least favorite of the original trilogy. That's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of uh, the sentiment that I was getting from both Denny and Jason, who kind of continue to chat on there with us about uh, our, our Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they're, they're interested to find out what we think about that next week. But we need to get into this week's thoughts, right? Right. So, so let, let me start this week, because you said that before we started this watching of Indiana Jones that Last Crusade was your favorite. You mm-hmm. remember it being your favorite. So can we start with you? Sure. What did you think? Opinion changed? Stay the same? Opinion bolstered. Bolstered. Okay. So the entire time I was watching this movie, I was just remembering back to watching it. I was being enthralled. I was thoroughly enjoyed with what I was watching on the screen. You know, it started out with young Indy, right? Mm-hmm. And it started out with him getting the fear of snakes, him getting the cut on his lip yeah. or that Harrison Ford has. Yep. I mean, it ties Great it all together. Story. Yeah, it ties it all together. You know, he gets the hat. It's just the a great origin, mm-hmm. perfectly done in like a five-minute uh, pre uh, prologue, right? So let me. It begs the question, real quick. It begs the question: If they, this is a, now a sequel, mm-hmm. and they're going into the backstory. When they did the prequel. Did they not find any time to just delve into the backstory? Because they're filming in the backstory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, the Temple of Doom, I'm just constantly curious about. Because, you know, when I was looking at some of the background information on The Last Crusade was that Spielberg kind of made this as an apology kind of mm-hmm. to fans. And he went so far as to recast, or not recast, but bring back a couple characters. You know, uh, uh, the guy that... Uh, Gimli. You, you can call Gimli. him Gimli. Yeah. And then the, the other librarian guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. But they brought back both of those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Indiana Jones in this movie is, even more than Raiders of Lost Ark, the hero character. Raiders yeah. of Lost Ark, we're going on an adventure that he's in. We're going on his adventure now. Right. Well, technically it's his father's adventure. But add to that... Sean Connery is an amazing actor, and I've always loved Sean Connery. I always forget how good Sean Connery is until I watch him again. Yeah. And, and it's like, I know he's a great actor, and but when you watch him again, it's just like, wow, this guy's like legendary. Yeah, he a is. A legendary actor. And the interplay between Harrison and Perfect. Sean Connery was amazing. It was, it was excellent. Granted, it, hearing them talk and the way that they look and everything, I don't immediately think you don't father really, son. Exactly, but the way that they interact is just, the the acting was just spot on. Right. So I, it was really cool to see the interplay between those two. You had great acting from the villain side as well, mm-hmm. uh, with the main villain that yep. sent him on the the quest. Even the that main kind of Nazi henchman guy. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. He was. I've seen him in other things, but he's always what I think of as like a typical Nazi kind of German. Mm-hmm. And then, did you notice, have, you've seen the uh, Austin Powers movies, right? Ooh, uh, I, bits and pieces. I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and watched them beginning to end. Well, there's the one, the German lady character. Okay. You remember her? I do. I think, I didn't look up, but I think she was the one that was in the scene and she yells alarm uh, when the, the castle the is burning. The fireplace yeah. turns around. I'm pretty sure that's her. If it's not, man, it's an uncanny resemblance. <laughs> but I just, you know, you talk about Indiana Jones and adventure movies. This is my penultimate, um, my ultimate Indiana Jones movie because it has action, adventure, 
humor was excellently done throughout this movie. Um, it has the Thanks, characters Sean. that you love. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> but also, it wasn't just Sean. It was also, you know, Dr. Jones, or right. Indiana, uh, and the supporting cast as well. Like, you know, <laughs> that whole scene was like, you know, Marcus is, uh, what was his name? Marcus. Marcus is, you know, knows five languages and, you know, has friends from here mm-hmm. to there. And, yep. You know, he'll blend in, he'll survive, and then you see him like, hello, hello does anybody speak yep. English? <laughs> and then later on he's like, he got lost in his own museum. It, it was excellent. I this, this movie got better, in my opinion, watching it this time, because there were parts that I forgot that I love. Mm-hmm. It was that good, right? You typically think of a movie and you think of the parts that you like right off the bat. I forgot parts that I liked. The, the Zeppelin scene? Yeah. No tickets? I yep. mean, that was excellent. And then they all just, like, rush on. Like, yeah, I got my ticket. Uh, Don't throw me out. Exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's just so good. and But that's the transition, right? Yeah. From the original Raiders of the Lost Ark to where he wasn't, like, the heroic character. You're going on a journey with him. And they were introducing the character Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Now we know Indiana Jones. And this is, like, a full-blown adventure-type movie where he is centered around him being the heroic character. Mm -hmm. We're not there with him. We're like, this is another Indiana Jones adventure. That's our hero right there. And it's nice that we got the backstory. Should have been done in the prequel. But it's nice that we got the backstory. It's nice that they brought somebody like Sean Connery in. um, The interact between him and, I mean, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. One of the bigger characters has to have a big influence from his father. Right. So, And let's talk about that prologue scene, too, with River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Tremendous actor, obviously, with, yeah. with all his roles that he's done. But, you know, he died too way too young. Very, yeah. Um, but his portrayal of young Harrison Ford was really good. Like, the looks on his face, you know, you would kind of assume with a young Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, the and long hair I'm not so sure about, but like those bangs that kind of came out in front of his face. Can you attribute some of that to the time period, though? Could be. 1912 time period. Early 1900s. Um, but more importantly, like, when I was watching... River Phoenix as a young Indiana Jones, I believed that was Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just something about the way that he acted, maybe the way that he looked a little bit, like the the, the long hair. It's interesting. I don't know if you can attribute that to the time period, right? <laughs> maybe they didn't have scissors. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was very good. Again, a great choice of care of of actor mm-hmm. to play that character like his father. To bring back the old characters that we loved from Raiders of the Lost Ark, it just makes you question what happened with Temple of Doom. That's like a movie that we, uh, a big opportunity that was lost mm-hmm. there, right? Whoever chose the story for that one, I don't know what direction they were going. Maybe like the gory, gross. It was just it was a bad direction for I the franchise. I think Spielberg said that he outpoltered Poltergeist with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I I just it's one of those things where you look at that and it just if you look at Raiders and Last Crusade, right? They feel like they are the same kind of character, same cohesive yep. story, same narrative continuing on. Then Temple of Doom was just kind of thrown in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Mission Impossible 2. It's just like exactly. over here in its own little area. I'm not saying it's a fever dream. I'm saying it's like some kind of grotesque, gory dream, but it's it doesn't it's just, belong. Yeah, it, and one of these things is not like the other. Right. Right. So, but this movie, there's just... So much that I love about the acting, but there's so much that I also love about the the scenery that they were in. Yeah. So you had the Venice, mm-hmm. the scenery out there was excellent. You had um, when they when they finally got to the Grail Temple, I forget the name of the actual city, 
but there's that there's that's an actual like structure that was in the in the mountain there. I I remember hearing that travel to that particular attraction went from thousands to millions after wow. after Indiana Jones. Uh, it was in the in the movie, but. The scenery that you saw with this was excellent. I love the the castle sequence, mm-hmm. you know, with him rescuing his dad and then him getting hit over the head, mm-hmm. and then the him being sad about the vase and Indiana thought he was being sad about him, and he was like, yeah. "Oh, thank God, it's a fake," you know. It's, right. It, it's just so good. The interplay and everything works just so well for me. In this it's movie. The, the scenes like that. Those are the pinnacle of the Indiana Jones franchise. Mm-hmm. That's just that's their staple. And it was just amazing that obviously Harrison Ford and then Sean Connery is brought in like in this example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. This is what we were hoping Temple of Doom would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is the realization of what we wanted for Temple of Doom, right? Yeah, we had to wait what seven years. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think I, mean, I didn't Temple wait. I, I was alive, but <laughs> we waited a week. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, I think that the perception with Temple of Doom caused the not so great well it was still great but the the lower than maybe what have happened for the box office well it's interesting you should say that this one has the biggest box office number does it it does 474.2 million is the box office number obviously it costs them the most of the franchise right because mm-hmm. of the three of the three yeah of course um and let me pull up the other one temple of doom cost half as much and they did 331 million so I, maybe word of mouth really, and maybe they had just really good press for this. But even Raiders of the Lost Ark did more than Temple of Doom. I think, and I don't know again because I wasn't alive when this you know press was going out and everything like that. But my theory about the previous movie dictating box office sales it doesn't look like it. It, it was uh, correct in this example, and it could have been like you said. It could have been the the, the press. Well, right? what if what if Temple of Doom would have been more like Empire. You know, we're mm-hmm. Star Wars to Empire than to Jedi. Yeah. Three solid movies, right, all along the way. but In succession. In succession. And then you look at Temple of Doom just kind of being that misstep for, for the second entry in a series that they had always intended to do three of. But then they come back stronger than ever with with Last Crusade. They could have advertised the crap out of that, too. And they could have put that, you know, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford in. Exactly. You know, because that was in a time period where it was definitely um, names of stars would sell tickets. Absolutely. We're kind of out of that phase now, but back then that was definitely the case. Well, then you got Steven Spielberg. Right. Spielberg and Lucas Lucas is on there. Lucas is on there. John Williams' music Mm -hmm. is really big at the time, right, because Star Wars is... Still big. Still big, mm-hmm. even though it's finished. But, I mean, and then again, you got word of mouth, right? Somebody goes and sees uh, opening night. You get Indiana Jones fans, right? Mm-hmm. And they go like, dude, this new movie is amazing. Yeah. This is legit. This is not Temple of Doom. I'll go take you. I'll legit. go see it again. You come with yep, me. This exactly. isn't Temple of Doom. Let's go check it out. Exactly. Right? And that's the kind of vibe that I get from this movie. Is just like, it's so complete. It is a complete movie. Right? Very much. It doesn't so feel was Raiders. Dis- Your Raiders was too. This one doesn't feel disjointed at all. Mm-mm. This one just feels like everything vibes and goes well together. I mean, it it feels so good that it even makes sense when he goes to Berlin and meets Hitler. <laughs> I didn't really meet him, but that was a great scene, wasn't it? Wasn't when it? He it was amazing. Him, it was just like, 
Yeah, and, and the guy I don't know who was playing the Adolf Hitler, but he he looked really good. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't remember who it is, but I'm yeah. sure it, it was a a lookalike. Yeah, he didn't have to do much. Just sign them. Sign he didn't them. have to speak or anything. <laughs> he he just, just did a little signal and exactly. whatever. But the movie was just so good. The music was really well done. Obviously, from John Williams, the, the score supremely complements what we see on screen, and the acting just brought it all to life. And it was just one of the things that this movie will probably get criticism for. Right? Is the in every movie you kind of have that scene, mm-hmm. and in this movie it's probably the the aging after the the bad guy drinks from the grail water. Yeah, definitely. So that at the time was amazingly pioneered by all the stop motion that they had to do. That probably cost them a lot to do at that point in time. Absolutely. You know, today people kind of look at like it and think it's really dated, right? But you know, you look at what Lucas does. He always wants to try to do things on the leading edge, on the cusp mm-hmm. of new technology. So. It still doesn't look bad to me. And you have to consider the time period. Right. Right? If you take... if What, what did this movie 89. come out in 89? Okay. Take any other movie from 89 and watch it. Mm-hmm. You want to see bad. Right. You want to see what good special effects were. This These were really good in comparison. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what you get with George Lucas, obviously. Yeah. Same thing with Raiders, right? The scene where they had melted their faces. That was, what, 70-something? Mm-hmm. That was incredible. I was like, what? Still stands today. This is in the 70s? Mm-hmm. So. But this this movie is in my top, at least top five of yeah. all-time movies. Do you consider them individual movies or like, do you do you put them in a group? Like, Star Wars is up there for me. I just love the whole franchise. Right. So I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a saga up there. Like, Star Wars is just one entry in my top five. Right. The whole The whole saga. Um, the within it, I may have you know individual rankings. Indiana Jones is in that same a little class. drop down menu, expand, yeah, drop down, filter by. Gotcha. <laughs> um, you know, Indiana Jones is in that same class. It's in that same, and it's in my top five. Including and then within, Temple of Doom, or do you remove? No, I, I take it for what it is. It's part of the series. Okay. And as such, I mean, I put Temple of Doom as a movie. Low on that list. Just low, sure. But the character and Raiders plus this movie. It, you, they're just amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing, too, with with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? It came out in 89. I was two years old when it was born. Or, I was two years old when this movie came out. I was negative 11 months. <laughs> negative 11 months. There you go. So, this movie, I, I don't even know when I saw this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I forget what I saw first, whether it was Raiders, whether it was Star Wars, whether it was Last Crusade, whatever right. it was. But I'm kind of thinking that I may have seen this first. Because this, this just brings back, when I'm watching this movie, I just, I was smiling the entire time. I was, I was laughing. I knew it was going to happen. I still enjoyed everything that happened. And even though I knew what was coming, it was still a great movie watching experience. And you don't even have to watch Raiders first. To enjoy this movie. You don't have to. And here's how... That's how complete it is. Yeah. Here's how, what I would recommend. If you wanted to get, I think, the best Indiana Jones stories, right? Raiders, this movie. Yep. That is, in my opinion, no matter what else comes or goes, that is Indiana Jones. And after we watch Crystal Skull, we may include that there. I don't know. But as it stands right now, I would tell somebody to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Last Crusade. 
and just be done. And if they, the if they enjoy the character, if they enjoy the character and want more stories, yeah, then you, watch the you others. You want a little side story when, you know, before Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's pretty gross, you know. <laughs> Go check out Temple of Doom. You got some voodoo in there. And you got some Kalima. Right. And I won't, <laughs> I won't speak to, uh, you know, uh, Crystal Skull yet because we haven't gotten there. But um, right, as it stands right now, the, like you, the franchise for me, Indiana Jones is Raiders and then Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. So there's so much more that could be said about this movie. And I would, I, I want to watch it again right now. I'm quite probably going to watch it again at some point this weekend. I'm telling you right now, just because it's been so long since I've seen it. I literally just sat down and enjoyed the movie for what it was, mm-hmm. but I want to go back and take another look at it and just you know get more in depth with it. And you do, know. You, do you have the running time for this movie? I can 127 minutes, so, so right over, over two, two hours. hours. Get some credits in there. Right Doesn't even hours. feel like two hours. Oh no! It Sometimes when you watch quick. two hour movies, you feel like they drag. Sometimes on. when you watch ninety movie, ninety minute movies like Fantastic Four, it feels like it was an hour, two hours and a half. Don't even get me started on Fantastic Four. <laughs> but yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, the running time for this movie doesn't even feel like it was two hours because it moved at such a, a quick pace and you didn't... There was no dragging, really. In my opinion, no. there was nothing that dragged. But isn't it incredible, though, that a movie that gives you so much backstory is so action-packed. It's just action all the time, from beginning to end. But you got so much backstory mm-hmm. and character development. But they didn't have to do it in a boring way. Brilliant. Yeah, it so, was excellent. What are you ex- going forward? What are you expecting out of Crystal Skull? It's been a long time since I've watched it, honestly. So, but my my memory is just such that I. So let's see. It came out in two thousand eight. So about not even not close to twenty years later. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see when it was set in. I don't know the time period that it was set in, but. 1957, so... Yeah. So it was back when Soviets and stuff like that... Literally the same time frame. Like, nothing's changed in real life from Last Crusade to now. It's about 20-year difference. Mm-hmm. So Indiana Jones, 20 years. I guess nothing's been going on, because that literally was his Last Crusade, mm-hmm. right? Until until what happens here, so... Right, which I'm looking forward to watching it again. More than I was... Another Indiana Jones? More than I was Indiana Jones, or Temple of Doom. Maybe yeah. you should watch the Kingdom of Crystal Skull first and then go back and watch Crusade, so it leaves a good taste in your mouth, you know? I might do that, too, you know, just because Crusade's amazing. Okay, so three times now, right? <laughs> We're three times. So that's what we thought about Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. The Last Crusade. I would love to know what you guys in the listening audience think about it. Send us a tweet. Uh, send us an email. What do you think is your favorite of the Indiana Jones movies? Um, obviously this is mine, and I, I guarantee that Kingdom's not going to come close to touching this. So you're ranking this one above Raiders? Yes. I would, slightly, I would slightly rank it above. Raiders still has more of a nostalgic um, feel to me, mm-hmm. just because obviously there's just, that's the one that started it all. When they depict it, like, I, I don't know, like I told you, when I go to theme parks and stuff like that, they always depict right. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just, I hear the music, I think of that temple scene at the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I would still, as a, as a movie, as a complete movie, Last Crusade is right above it. Yeah. I mean, for me, Last Crusade, Ren Raiders, it's close. Then, right now, Doom is obviously Temple of Doom is at the bottom way over there, just like it was in the series. It's just kind of off by itself. There is no Indiana. There is only Doom. There is, oh, God. (laughs) So, uh, That was all that was missing from Temple of Doom (laughs) to make it a complete wash. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
So leave us a review um, or follow us on Twitter, and it'll enter you for an entertaining code giveaway that will be upcoming. And this is going to be the last month, the last episode that I say leave us a review. So leave us a review on iTunes, get on Stitcher, it, uh, TuneIn. This is review month. This is the last time that I ask. So I would also like to give a shout-out, I mentioned them earlier, to Tap the Craft. Uh, it's a craft beer podcast. I know, Alex, you're not much into beer. You're more into uh, the uh, the more gentlemanly variety of drinks, maybe. The whiskey, she. Yeah, it's whiskey, yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I recommend you listen to them. I've, I've caught up to them finally. I've been listening to their episodes. They just go in-depth on different craft beers, different styles, and, you know, they do tastings, and it, it's a sure. good listen. Uh, so I, I posted out a tweet the other day, you know, never drink and drive, but listen to Tap the Craft while you're on the road <laughs> to make your road a little less tolerable, or a little more tolerable. So next week we'll be talking about Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, such a long title, um, but a question for listeners, and for you, Alex. I know, the, I know your answer, though. It's Madden season. It's Madden season. NFL kickoff is around the corner. Fantasy football drafts are happening as we speak. My head's about to explode with excitement. <laughs> Who is your favorite NFL team? Nathan. I know your answer. It's but listener, mine is the St. Louis Rams. Alex is the Chicago Bears. So, okay, let's... If you had to pick another team, though... Ah. If you had to pick another team, because everybody's going to hover around their hometown team. Okay, so let's say this, right? We're both NFC teams. Who's your AFC team? I, I am a secret San Diego Chargers fan. I really am. I love their team this year. I think they're going to be amazing. So my AFC team is a tie, honestly. And it's only a tie the because... The Patriots and who else? No. Oh, okay. It's only a tie because of, of one man, quite simply. Indianapolis Colts and Denver Broncos. And you like a Peyton Manning. I like Peyton Manning. I like a Peyton Manning. So I, I'm more of a Broncos fan than I am a Colts fan at this point in time because of what the Colts did to Peyton. So yeah. um, my, my NFC team is the Rams. My AFC team is Broncos. Broncos. But because of Peyton Manning. Because of Peyton Manning. He's just a good all-around player, and he's an even better person. Yeah. Like, that's as good as you can get for an NFL player. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. So, dear listener, what what is your favorite NFC team and your favorite AFC team? Your favorite team overall? Just let us know. Hit us up yeah. on Twitter. We'd like to discuss, and if we, uh, you know, if the Rams meet your team, maybe we'll have a little friendly back and forth, a little maybe a uh, couple cigars on something. I don't know. Hit me up on XBL, D O U E one H one. If anybody's on Madden and wants a nice, friendly, gentlemanly game, <laughs> most <laughs> likely against the Bears, <laughs> with snow, possibly. with snow, <laughs> dome or not. Yeah. So shoot us uh, a text or let us know who's your favorite NFL team. You can contact the show at EntertainingPod on Twitter. Send us an email, that's entertaining at gmail.com. I am at SithNightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. Also, you can find me on Xbox Live, Spider Jedi, if you would like to face the Rams. Spider Jedi! Spider Jedi! It's just, it works for anything. (laughs) Alex, are you on the tweets? Yes, I'm also on Twitter. Same handle, at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Same for XBL. Shoot me a message. On XBL. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to us talk about Madden and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade this week. We hope that you have been entertained.
What are you doing? 